Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Oh, you sound uh, lovely today. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Different. A little it. bit. A little bit clearer. A little crisper. Oh, a little I changed bit. my roll off a little bit. Mm, roll it away. Yeah, it's probably a little bassy. No. Nah. Count bassy. <laughs> you sound. Stupid. You sound great. Oh, thank you, Dan. I think this is working. You it said it's like... a. You said it's a new setup, and of course, I need to hear all the details. Really? Yeah, all of them. Everyone, spare no to tell. And uh, wouldn't that be excruciating content? You know, the, the listener's free to lo- to listen or not. You know what? You're right. Okay, I'll, today I want to talk about markdown and tabs. Control is an illusion. Control command, though. Command is real. Control is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your setup, Merlin. Would you care to go into excruciating Mm. detail about your... How are you doing today? You good? I'm really good. Good. Feel strong, strong strong like bull. bull. Yeah. It's an optimistic day. It's 11 a.m. your time. Mm -hmm. Oh, two. But I feel like it's an optimistic... Yeah, I mean, we can go straight into that. I got some... Can I come back to some other content after that? Yes, but I would like, there's one thing I just want to highlight, because Please. you're are always a little bit worried about our content, and I'm always saying our content is solid, and, uh-huh. and you're it's saying- It's the hosts that are the problem. <laughs> right. And so- <laughs> The content uh, is unimpeachable. How do you pronounce the name J-O-N-A-S? Is it Jonas, or should I be all dark, uh, like TV show Netflix dark, and say Jonas? Oh, I would say Jonas. Janas, Janas. No, you mean like, um, like, um, yeah. I say, I would say, uh, Jonas, as in my name is Jonas. Okay, I'm Jonas. The wheel. And the last name yeah. is Hemgren, H-E-M-G-R-E-N. Jonas, Hemgren. Jonas underscore Hemgren on uh, Twitter said yes. three hours ago at Dan Benjamin, I have no interest in Kindles, like okay. none at all. Oh. Your discussions about Kindles and back to work is one of my favorite parts of the show right now. And he's well, got I was confusing. the little... I want to play, I play, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like I was so worried. And then there's a twist at the end that just shows you the strangers can affect my mood, which is no good. <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm trying to express to you is that the things yeah. that you, you might think are excruciating and not interesting are actually perhaps for some, the highlight of the show. So one man's garbage oh, you know what? is that's, another that's man's nice. treasure. That's really nice to hear. It's something that I'm going to refer back to in a minute <laughs> is, is some pieces of advice. And one of those pieces of advice I'll share with you is what they call a teaser. If you can avoid seeking approval of others, your power is limitless. Isn't that nice? I feel very powerful today then. From like bull. It's uh, from friend of the show, Kevin Kelly. And uh, he has another one of his. Uh, double K, uh, double K. Double K, KK, we call him. Ooh. And he, uh, God, he's, <laughs> Be I careful. like him so much. I really like him so much, cool, but uh, we'll return to this. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're cock of the walk today. I had coffee. I usually don't have coffee. I usually have the Earl Grey tea hot, but today Earl, I Earl had Grey hot. coffee. It mm-hmm. causes you pain when you have coffee. Physical I'm, I'm pain. dealing with the pain. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no yeah. So pain, Kevin no Kelly. Gain. Oh my goodness. Do you need me for this one? No, I could, I'm going to run it on, on my <laughs> own. Freestyle? <laughs> yeah. That's okay. This is how I used to be back in the old days when I used to drink coffee. I used to feel like me and I used to have a good show. And now I'm like hyped up. I'm oh, amped Dan, up. I'm Dan, paying attention. I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking. A, Dan, I'm having a crazy one because um, <laughs> I see, I, I think I'm unlike a lot of people. Perhaps I'm going to speculate in that I kind of enjoy nightmares and I see <laughs> nightmares as being slightly therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, very. Well, and like as friend of the show, John Syracuse says, everybody's a friend of the show as long as you have low standards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like, yes, it is brain garbage, but the way that we feel about and interpret our brain garbage can be interesting. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, like when you see a dog in your tea leaves or whatever. And it's actually serious Black. He's a murderer. Um, but, you know, that kind of thing. You know, augury, if you like. From Augie, uh, Augie, Dark Augie. Crystal? Dark Crystal, never seen it. Never seen it. It's a big puppet movie. Puppet movie. I don't know if you'd like the original movie anymore. I don't know how well it holds up because for me, it's 100% nostalgia. But the TV show sure. that they came out with on Netflix was great. That's cool. Um, so, you know, I have nightmares sometimes. And usually I'm kind of into it. But I had a very stressful nightmare last mm. night. The reason I mentioned it here is that I was up way earlier than usual, knowing that I have to report, record a podcast at 4 p.m. my time. So I says to myself, I says, I'm going to just go ahead and get up. I'm going to pound some coffee. I'm going to take some ADD medicine. I'm going to get to it. And I'm, I'm going to take a, a nap early is what mm-hmm. I said to myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't I won't tell you the whole dream, but um, but it was a real stressful dream. It ended with my uh, my wife. Uh, was, so we got into a mall, and it was like an old mall, like a seventies mall. And the mall we used to like to go there, ironically, because it was the old mall. Mm. And the mall had inside of it these giant museums, and mm-hmm. inside the museums were more malls, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's malls <laughs> and museums all the way down, all the way down. And my friend Michael was there, and my best friend from college, and. Um, I felt really bad cause I hadn't seen him in a while. And Michael was uh, marrying like a probably 65 year old African American woman. And his ex-girlfriend was the best man, which was strange, but you know, a lot happened in this nightmare and I woke up making this noise right? like I do. Cause it was very <laughs> stressful. And, um, but one of, one of the businesses at the mall, uh, uh, catered to the needs of, of people from more rural areas mm-hmm. who sought a kind of urban affection um, and, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was called Kenny Rogers city, f- mm. but it had a picture of Colonel Sanders on it, but it was like Kenny Rogers roasters. And that if you wanted to bone down with somebody in a more urban environment, you could come there and they would consult with you. It was kind of like an H and R block for your dong. <laughs> so that's one reason I got up early and I'm, I'm kind of upset. Uh, do you want to talk about when you set up? I want to talk about your new setup. I got a television. I got more Kindle feedback. Oh my God, Dan, I have it in my... Just wait. God damn it. New setup. Jesus, everything's in the wrong place. I have a new desk pad and it's awesome, but it's kind of confusing me. I've got a whole new setup, Dan. Okay, let's start, uh, guys, start with Square What else do I have one. in notes? What, what is you your there? setup? What? Huh? 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 Tell me about your setup already. Right, it's, we're six right, minutes, seven right. minutes in and nothing. All right. Mac from Scratch, Dan's TV, Mac Drifter, Kevin Kelly, Imposter Syndrome. Okay. I got a lot of internet content this week. So we, um, last time we visited together here on the program, mm. we uh, were waiting for the big uh, Apple event. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, right, we hadn't seen the event yet, right? We had not, and we haven't talked about it very much since. Okay. Or really at yeah, all. Because we do a daily show, but we only release the good one once a week. <laughs> That's right. Kenny yeah, people Rogers. don't know that. People don't know we're recording. We're recording here uh, every morning at this time, and only one of them makes it. It's like we're still working at base camp. We just keep Skype open all day long, <laughs> and we don't talk about politics. <clears throat> so, anyways, it's a giant Skype, a giant like seventy-five inch TV showing the other remote office, so we can see those people getting coffee three hours after we get in. Yep, we yeah, checked it out on Artings. Did you actually <laughs> acquire the TV? Yeah, it's done. It's it's set up. Are you relieved to be done with that, or are you stressed about it? No, it's great. It's uh, uh is, it's, is it 4K UHD? Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Do you want to go to that? I want to hear about your no, setup. No, I want to talk about my new setup. I got a whole new setup, Dan. Okay, but I'm telling you, man, 4K UHD. Woof, that'll that'll spoil him, man. 
Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, I've been watching that. Well, the Bureau is not a great example because the Bureau is really engrossing. You do have to read. But like stuff you watch on Netflix, man, it really pops. The do you Bureau. notice the difference in contrast? Yeah, I notice it. But hold on, the Bureau. about The Bureau. The Bureau. Bureau. It's, a French t- it's a French TV show. Oui, um, oui. Maybe in Sewer. And you do have to read it. But mm. I went ahead and I wasn't liking any of the copies I found on trucks. So I bought it on the iTunes. And uh, I'm two or three episodes into that. You know, Dan, it might be your jam. You do have to read subtitles, but I, I like the show. And I don't it's mind one of the reading. Shows it depends it takes on the time. time of day, Merlin, whether or not I'm comfortable reading oh, subtitles. We're, we're returning to an old topic here, which is, you know, Dame Merlin and Night Merlin. Ah, <laughs> Dame Merlin. Um, anyways, uh, so I have, I have, to... I have sent you a, I have sent you an important text as a preface oh, to a wow, that segment is cool. later. Check him out. You got a Gojira. Oh, yeah, the Shin, know. the Shin That's... Godzilla, actually. Hey, wait a minute. You got two keys on your chain? That is the, um, male keys, the male keys, not the female. Okay. Not the female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not the mother. That's not like yeah. my keychain that I take with me. It's so That's interesting. Like, okay, all right. You probably got one of those big, big rings, like a, like a janitor or a jailer. Um, I <laughs> discovered this <laughs> week in my RSS feed that John, uh, friend of the show, John Gruber, is also a person who has a two key keychain, which I thought was interesting. I've worked my whole life to get down to two keys. It's always two keys with me. Mm-hmm. So let's Gajira. hear about your setup, Merlin. I uh, felt. <laughs> Uh, it was an un- unusual event. I don't know, but you know what happened was they uh, they announced these new iMacs, these colorful new iMacs, and I gotta say, and, and they're M1s, which is of course what I've been waiting for. I was hoping for what was I hoping for? I was hoping for how can I put this? Whatever iMac with M1 they announced with silicon or whatever it's called, I was really looking forward to it being sort of a replacement for the iMac Pro, mm-hmm. like super. Super like tricked out, cost a lot of money. And the reason I say that is like, I, man, my, um, that 2015 Retina 5K iMac has been so good to me. I mean, it's sitting over here on on my chest freezer right now, uh, as I'll explain in a minute. But yeah, I've loved that thing. Uh, But I have to say, I felt a little bit of relief for totally personal, selfish reasons. So when they announced that thing, and, and first of all, listen, no shade, no lemonade. I know people are excited about the colors. It's very problematic to not be excited about the colors. Colors are not for me. Um, not least because my computer is, you know, <laughs> in this tiny aperture of my office that lets me, affords me no depth. So it's pretty much up against the wall. Uh, color wouldn't benefit me. I don't have like a, a station by the bathroom where I can see the back of my Mac. Back, Mac back. Back, back. Um. I was so relieved. So one reason was I wasn't going to need to spend money on that new computer because B, as I think I've mentioned here, I bought an M1 Mac mini a few, well, now probably a couple months ago, whenever they first came out. And I, it was a, really a flyer for me, Dan. I was like, oh man, I really so don't need this, but, but I'm going to take a flyer because it's not that expensive for a pretty good Mac mini. Um, mine that I bought a couple months ago is eight, gig, eight gigs of RAM that you can't upgrade. That's a quarter of the RAM I have in my iMac, oh, which wow. seems ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's like, this thing, this thing has got to suck. But as we'll get to in a sec, it does have the M1. And I also have an M1 MacBook Pro, 
And they're both really good. I mean, the M1 thing, you know, if you have the means, I, I can highly recommend it. <laughs> so I bought it on a flyer, the Mac Mini, thinking, <laughs> you know what would be great? It would be so great if I could. Because, again, no, no, no disrespect to the iMac from 2015. It's been good to me. But as I've said here, there's a lot of constraints to that computer at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Right? I think as we talked about last time, I feel like on my cheese grater, you know, which is still sitting here improbably, my cheese grater, which I stopped using <laughs> when I got the 2015 iMac, that couldn't even, I was two OSs behind. The cheese grater, I was running a hacked version of OS X, of which I am not proud, but mm -hmm. I was running a hacked version of OS X. Hacked, hacked like, how? Uh, it, there was a project called, I forget what it's called, but there was a project where some diligent doobies were keeping, were making a ver or like doing a version of OS 10 that would, you could fake it out and you could run it on an older Mac. Mm. But I just, just to get some context here, that the cheese grater, like I, I, I was able to use all my dumb crap with yes, USB A, but also like two kinds of firewire and it's got the built-in ethernet and the blah, blah, blah. So then I move over to the iMac in 2015. Big, big update, right? Beautiful screen, all in one, really great metric butt tons of RAM. One terabyte drive that I would surely never in a million years fill. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And then now, guess what? Now I'm on Thunderbolt 2 with that 2015 mm. iMac. Well, you know, as we know, it's uh, all the stuff with the different connectors and types is it's such a thistle. You know, I keep all of my different cables like in different Ziploc bags, like a weird person, because mm. I have to go, like, okay, this is the one that like, be very careful because not all Thunderbolt is created equal. Do you have Thunderbolt? Do you have Thunderbolt 2? Do you have Thunderbolt 3? Do you have 4? If you have 4, it, you can use it on almost nothing, but... <sighs> So it's been a bummer for five years, well, for the latter part of five years, that like there's all kinds of stuff I can't do. There's no USB-C on that iMac, which at this point has become kind of a hindrance. Like in the last year, a bunch of my stuff wants USB-C. And then increasingly as we're seeing, like that's where things are going for now. And if you do the like Thunderbolt 2 to USB-C converter, I could never get it to do literally anything. All, and then all my stuff, like all my OWC, like external hard drive, my hub, all of that stuff was Thunderbolt or uh, USB-A, right. I think mostly. Well, it might've been USB-3, but the blue one. Anyway, I was just like, it's kind of, it would be so great. I got to, uh, at this point, I finally, <laughs> we've finally wrapped all the way back around and I do have a Scarlet Focusrite 212 on the way that I'm hoping will be a good addition. But to get the benefits of that, you need to be using, you know, Thunderbolt. Mm -hmm. So I took a flyer and I got this Mac Mini and I haven't done much with it. I was feeling so guilty about having spent this money on this beautiful box that wasn't doing much of anything. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's backing up and it's, you know, getting updates, but like, you know, I'm not using it. And I feel like, feel terrible about that. And then last Tuesday, a friend of the show, Tim Cook, announced these, these new pretty iMacs. And again, totally personal, totally selfish. I had absolutely zero desire to order it, which came as a huge relief, right? Because now I'm like, okay, this tells me it's time to operationalize the Mac Mini. And boy, does that require a lot of changes, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, 
you know, and again, I, I keep bringing this up, but I feel like you poo poo this a little bit. But like when I was when I was ranting at you and you were ranting at me about TVs last week, mm-hmm. I was calling back to some things we've talked about in the past about how there's no tech. There are very few technologies today that exist in obscurity. If you know, there are things like you can buy a gadget to like send electric pulses to your head or to like theoretically make you calm by wearing a wristband or whatever. Oh, right, right. Everything we use, a lot of the value of everything we use is how it functions alongside other technologies and services. And that's what I was trying to say with the TV thing. Like, don't make a costly mistake. Don't be that guy who buys a two-bay Synology. (laughs) A friend of mine, who might be a listener to the show, uh, a pal of mine, I helped him get started with Synology. And of course, my very first piece of advice was never buy a two bay. I talked him into the 920 plus, which I think is a pretty good starter Synology four bay. It's the one I have at home. That was like three or four months ago. And I, I said, look, this is going to be expensive or costly, depending on how you look at it, but mm-hmm. get a nicer one than you think you need. And you'll really be happy. So the 920 plus, it worked out great, but guess what? He pings me a couple days ago. Guess what? He's already in the market for an upgrade. Upgrade. He's upgrading to the 2021 version of the one I have at my office, which oh. is, I think, a 1621 plus. It's like it only took three months for him to go from I wonder if I can get by with two bays to now I'm going to six bays because <laughs> you immediately get the benefit <laughs> of understanding this is a NAS. This right. is not the place to economize. Mm-mm. You know, it's like, it's like buying half a parachute. Well, That's and you know, good. you have to think about it. <clears throat> I think a lot of people go into it thinking that that the Synology or a NAS in general, oh, it'll be like a nice backup thing. But once you, especially if you go into the Synology space, you see that this is a full-fledged server computer system that mm-hmm. happens to have many, many terabytes of storage, but that there's a whole yeah. lot more that it can do. And then all of a sudden, as soon as, and this is, this is my advice is, Whatever you think you have to to back up or to store, you've got probably double that. You don't realize it yet, but you actually have double what you think Does you have. Does anybody in this country have a closet that's empty? <laughs> no. No, I ask that because, you know, the bigger the house you get, the more stuff you get, the bigger car to carry the stuff to your house. And then you fill, I mean, I just had a junk pickup literally yesterday. Like, it's it's entropy, Dan. Like, mm-hmm. you you you... So just to follow on to your point, I totally agree with you. I think the immediate benefit, and I'm not gonna, I'm not talking about just any NAS, like whatever. I'm not qualified to talk about, I've had owned one other NAS. Well, I had a Drobo, which I guess is kind of a NAS. I've had two Drobos in the past, but the very first NAS I ever got looked like a toaster. It was like metal. Mm. It had four probably, you know, 500 gigabyte drives right, or something right, right. like that. But it didn't have the smarts and the computing. And what you want, so you know my phrase on this, you know, you're going to get this, but you're not going to get, get this until you put the Synology to work. You get a little curious, you spend maybe a little too much time on it and you go, oh man, I could, I could just go buy an array of hard drives and slap it together in a case and make a big drive or do a RAID array or whatever you decide to do. But the real beauty of Synology is afforded by the computer inside of it. And when you see that plus on there versus not seeing that plus on there uh, on the model number, that's a big difference. You get so much more computing power out of the plus models. And so now all of a sudden, you started out going, I want a big ass hard drive with an ethernet drop on it. Um, And then in time you go, oh, there is all kinds of stuff. I I could be back. So I back that up to like, for example, uh, Black Blaze. 
Blackblaze B2. You can also download all of your Dropbox and keep that synced. You could download all of your Google everything and keep that synced. It's got photo capabilities. What? Yes. It's got something called Moments where it's got some AI. It will identify people in your photos. It will do all of this stuff. Every little step you take, every move you make, <laughs> every bond you break, no. I'll be outside your window <laughs> you know, with my sting in my hand. <laughs> it's tantric, Dan. It's tantric. Mm -hmm. And so I can, I can hold it all day just like Captain America. So anyways, that's, that's a powerful analogy to me because you start off going, I want a big ass hard drive with ethernet. And then pretty soon you're going, oh, there's these, now, now what is afforded by that technology is not just encoding, decoding for, for your, your movies and stuff. Now you're getting into, oh my gosh, these packages are incredible. The, the packages, basically it's like, it's, you could just call it an app, but it's like some are official Synology apps. Some are community packages. And then maybe you make the next step and you look at something like Docker. Well, Jesus Christ. And Docker is like what well, is system on a chip. It's basically system system on a uh, on a fake hard drive. Like everything mm -hmm. you need to run this thing is in the package for Docker. Not the most efficient thing in the world, but really cool. There's a Docker for everything. In my case, you get to virtual machine manager. So my instance of Home Assistant runs on a virtual machine. I mean, how did we get from I want four hard drives with Ethernet to like I'm now able to like <clears throat> control my entire world through this thing? You would not know that if you just ran in, bought a two-base analogy, brought it home, and suddenly it's full, one drive crashes, and you're done. Like, forget it. And that's why I say all technology today that I find most useful is I evaluate and enjoy those technologies based on how they work with other technologies. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said last week, you know, like, I don't want a smartwatch that's not an Apple Watch. I don't even need an Apple Watch. I, but my Apple Watch will let me control my Blackmagic camera, of all things. Yeah. My Apple Watch can, like, you know, do all these things. But none of these things exist in obscurity. And that's why it can be frustrating, even or especially if you're an Apple fan, at how well these pieces work together. And when the pieces don't work together, when, for example, a person sits down and says, right before I go to bed, maybe I'll play that new Star Trek game. On Apple Arcade. Well, the tweet will delete in a week, but like you can see like last night what I experienced with Star Trek Legends, which is I just got the raw, unlocalized strings, like UI persistent underscore blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what in the hell happened, Apple? You know, when that, so when a piece goes down, and, and guess what? In that case, I'm using my PS4 remote. It took like two minutes, three minutes to set up. And I'm, I'm, I'm controlling my Apple TV with a PS4. I'm th the audio is being thrown to three different HomePods. A center one, big boy, that handles all the Dolby stuff. Two satellite ones. I didn't know you could do this. It's all how it works together. It's very right? cool. That's, that's something. That's something. It really is something. It sounds so good. My, my test for these, if you're ever curious, is... And I would say, really, I think the... the um, this is very much a tangent, but the... Big ass HomePod that they're discontinuing does sound really good, but I think it's a little much to say that's Dolby Atmos. I mean, yeah, I guess not really. I mean, it sounds good, but uh, having a HomePod mini stereo pair is a fairly economical way to really improve the audio mm -hmm. of, of what, what you're doing. And they all, it's all how they work together. When one piece goes down, it sucks. So my problem for the last few years has been the ecosystem has really moved on without me. 
I'm not that much of a cheapskate, but I am enough of a Syracuse to go, well, I don't want to buy a computer, especially if it's like, what, $300 for the wheels or whatever. I don't want to go buy a computer and then have it obviated soon. I mean, like that iMac was working fine, but the ecosystem was moving on without me. So I was very relieved when friend of the show, Tim Cook said, here's the IMAX. And I went, oh my God, I'm so excited that I don't need this. I'll buy some AirTags, but I don't, I don't need a, a new iMac. So I decided to set up the, um, the Mac mini. I love use it. it as my daily driver. Um, and maybe you could tell me about a thing that you like, and then I'll tell you, uh, uh about my, my interesting journey. So, well, interesting, my really uh, tedious journey so far. Oh, I'd love to tell hear something about it. you like. <clears throat> well, in this case today, I would like to tell our listeners all about Fireside, which is the. I was on it literally last night. Literally last night. You're like, well, you're like all up in there. No, we got we got the edit of the latest. You look nice today, which I think is very funny. It's audio only, like the old school. And I went in there, and I very easily created a new episode. I very easily started adding links. I added the file. I added my art that I made, and Fireside is. What we use for You Look Nice Today, it's what we will hopefully soon be using for another one of my shows. It's very easy to use, and it's very powerful. And it doesn't feel like one of those, you can put this on the on the front page uh, okay. if you I want. I can do it. Okay. Fireside.fm doesn't feel like another uh, one of those pinch loaf one-offs that some <laughs> BS startup does that doesn't do anything you really want and then breaks. Well, thank Rolling you for man. saying that. I appreciate that. Fireside.fm. What, what, what even is Fireside, Dan? What are you doing with Fireside? I, uh, you know... I started podcasting a long time ago and I built software for five by five to host it because at the time there was no, you know, in 2006, seven, eight, like time period, there was not really that many you know, options. Like it was, you got Libsyn and what CGI bit. Yeah. Right. That there was it. A lot of options. That was it. And so There's I a hard drive in the sky and then just poops it out. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio RIP to a real one. Yeah. Right. And so I built, I built this thing. Uh, not ever intending to like make it into like a product or anything, but just something that I would use. And then as five by five kind of grew and more people were using it, someone would get on and say, Dad, wouldn't it be neat? Like if you could do this with the software. And eventually I had a really great list of ideas and things that I had come up with. Plus the ones that people like you had suggested to me. And I thought, you know, this was back in 2015, 2016. I thought, you know, this, this could make a really nice application that maybe people would be able to use. And so that I took me, it, I spent probably almost a year building it. And, uh, and that was back in 2016, I launched it. And so I, I still work on it every single day and I have people now who help me do it and it's become a labor of love in a, a lot of ways, but it's also very much a, um, you know, a, 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 big percentage of what I do now. It's a business that I run and that I love. And I'm always trying to add new features and take what the users suggest and make it even better. So a lot of the features that are there come from the people who use it, who say, Dan, you put I, an animated GIF in there. If I load that up to that library page and then use it as a link, a copy, very nice piece of uh, bit of kit, as they say, across <laughs> the pond. Can, do you do animated GIFs? Can I do an animated GIF? Yeah, sure. Do it. Go this for it. This one's going to have an animated GIF from the Warriors. I like that. Californiaking.org. There you well, there you go. And that's the so whole thing. You know, so you like it's so easy. You it has it so all easy. the all the stuff Mark that you down, would want. You're typing. It's a it's a doddle. Mm. 
And I try to keep up with all the updates that Adam Curry does with the podcasting 2.0 RSS spec, where there's all these really cool features that they're adding. And so I Mm -hmm. add those to Fireside when he comes out with them. And, you know, it's just been one of those things for me that that it's very close to my heart as far as the, the way I feel about it. And I really am trying to help the independent podcaster and you know, we've we've got a ton of features. Like we just had very soft, quiet launch of Patreon integration. So like if you have Ooh. patrons and you want to create <laughs> custom feeds for, for your patrons based on how much they donate and what content they get, instead of really? having to separately go to Patreon and upload it to Patreon. And you Patreon can, handles the creation of the Erlen updating of the feed? Yeah, it handles this. So basically you're, you're, you get your own feed. Every, every listener gets their own feed from Fireside and Patreon is what determines based on their donation what content they get and you do I that get all within Fireside. with the service uh, called Full of Members because that, I'm not going to say the name, but that builds each RSS feed separately and takes differing amounts of time and it makes me a little crazy sometimes. Oh, no, no. This this is right all from Fireside. So there's, you know, so I'm always trying to make it better, always trying to add yeah. stuff, always trying to game, you know, you know, game, game. Game what system. We, game, well, mm-hmm. game what, podcasters can do in the podcasting space because i feel like it's there's stuff that that isn't there uh and so i take the suggestions from the users very seriously and i work really hard on it and we're coming out with a bunch of new stuff really soon like right now one of the things that people ask for a lot is that they want a player that will play uh like a playlist or, or start playing all of the episodes. So you could embed this player on another website and it would have like all the episodes. And this is one of those things. And I was talking to um, one of my friends about this and I was saying, you know, this isn't as a podcaster for a long time. I, I know that people don't, that's not how people play podcasts. They listen, maybe, maybe they go to the website and play an episode and say, yeah, that's for me. And they subscribe in their app and that's, they They never go podcast. They're going to listen to that in their own player. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of people are going to a website and playing. I, I, I don't either. I went into, I hadn't listened to 99PI in a while. I went and listened like four or five episodes yesterday. So mm-hmm. I just go into Overcast in my case and I just go pluck out. Oh, yeah. these five look interesting. And I, while I was doing my computer stuff and kind of mopping up, you just let it run. And, and that's, I think, they talked about this on ATP, but I think that's one potential, I'm going to say huge miscalculation of Apple's thing they announced last week. There's so many things that are... Bat crap insane about how they're doing this. You got to mm-hmm. upload multiple things. They, I hate that phrase, but own the uh, own your listener or whatever. Like, there's just all kinds of stuff about that that seems so wackadoo. Independence, independence, independence is what it's all about. Independence, like Hermes says, he wants to be a dentist who's independent. But like people want the player, so guess what? I'm, we're building it. We're gonna have it done You're in a, a few days. We'll have a player that that does that because people want it. So that's the thing. I get. I don't care if I like it or not. People want it, so we'll build it. And that's kind of been my attitude of like, let me put as many really useful things that help podcasters and do as many integrations as I can. So Merlin, I need to come up with, or maybe you yes. could come up with, a mm-hmm. promo code. I want you to tell me how what percentage discount they should get and what the promo code should be. This is a task. How, I how long is the discount? Um... Is it like, is it discount for at the sign up point or is it discount like over a certain amount of time? What, what, uh, what I usually what do here? is I'll usually give them, depending on the amount of the discount, 
I'll either give them two or like three months where the discount would oh. apply. So they, I might, oh. I might say, here's a 20% discount for three months or a 50% discount for two months or something like that. But I want to leave it up to you. You, you tell me, it doesn't have to be round numbers. It could be, it could I be mean, 33%. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, how about, let's see, we've done this show since, uh, two, 2011, mm-hmm. but that would be that's 10 years, right? Yeah, it is 10 years. I mean, I wouldn't mind it going higher, but I would take I would take 10% for a few months or 20% for a couple months. You know, it's it's your show. <laughs> I don't know. I well, why don't do we do thinking? 20 20%? No, you can't do 20% for 3 months. You're, you're giving your shirt away, Dan. And it will do the the promo code will be ten years. One word, ten, 10 years. Ten years. I was gonna say shirt off my back, but ten. No, years let's is no, no, no. I like that better. Shirt off my. No, that's too long. Nobody's gonna remember that, Dan. All right, ten uh, years. Ten, 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 ten years. De- 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 decade. De- decade. No, ten years. Decade. 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 Okay. Decade mm-hmm. is the promo code. Go to fireside.fm. Decade and then twenty percent for three months. That's what you're getting. That's get. bananas. And Let's people can just it. do that. They go to the Let's website. Do they it. Can just do that. Just do it. Get your own beautiful website with the yes. with all the stuff that you want. Making a podcast. Good analytics. I put a photo up of us when when we were younger because we don't see each other that much anymore. Mm. But I got a, a nice photo of uh, of uh, of us. I think I'm wearing a Barsuk Records shirt. Oh. But I, but we all look very handsome. You know that Adam is extremely handsome. Oh, he's the most handsome. Yeah, he looks good in a hat too, which I admire. Dan, that's incredible. And tell him one last time. What, 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 one last, give it to him in Pigs and Bunnies, Dan. What are we doing here? Go to fireside.fm and sign up. Enjoy your free trial. And sometime uh, before that's over, when you decide that you love it, promo code is going to be decade for 20% off for three months. Thanks, Fireside. Puck, Thanks, puck. Fireside. Hey, um, hey. You, do you still have that thing where you can like handle your sponsor stuff in there? Yeah. That's so cool. You just go in, you say, like, I got a sponsor. And like, you don't have to have another site that does that. You can put all your stuff in there and it helps you with it. It's really good. I'm sending you a link that I came across <laughs> earlier. I sent you a link. I sent you a link to what my, what my Star Trek game was. Ooh, like. okay. I'm going to that. Jay Strongwater Kong Pave. Gorilla figure. Jay Strongwater Kong Pave. Huh. Is this problematic? Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like a Swarovski uh, ape. <laughs> 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 There's only five left, Merlin. <laughs> you know what? Go to the fourth you, the fourth went, picture. Go to the fourth picture. If you went picture. to Kenny Rogers City, I'll bet that there's a kiosk right outside where you could buy a, a, a Swarovski Gorilla. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. I'm looking at Jay Strongwater Kong Pave Gorilla figurine. It's 10, 10 grand even. There's only five left. Order soon. Proudly patrolling the premise is our paved gorilla figure. Notes, Dan. Just if, if one person buys this, you're good to go. <laughs> Seriously, you get you get. I think you would get seventy dollars. <laughs> I think if somebody bought this, something like that. Is that right? Seventy dollars, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of money. There should be show art for every episode. Oh, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Oh my God, I got you. I got you an ape. It's four and a half inches wide by nine inches deep by seven point five inches high. <laughs> was stupid damn this show can't go out i've been cursing and talking about my dongas that's all right yeah nine inches deep no one cares 
proudly patrolling the premise is our paved gorilla figurine, Kong, the king of... Oh, my God. Dan, there are actual Swarovski crystals on it. I know. I was joking. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It's real. I was guessing because it's like white trash uh, classy. It's like uh, Fran Liebwood said, Donald Trump is the poor man's idea of a rich man. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Put some crystals on it, like they say in Portland. Jay Strongwater's designs are rooted in jewelry making. Wow, you don't get a lot of that these days. And reminiscent of beautiful old world opulence. <laughs> you got it. Dan, <laughs> it's show old world. Art, show art. Yeah, it has to be. This thing's heinous. Which what one is, is the show art? crystal. I, I would know what that is. I would say either photograph one or photograph four should be show art, but I can't decide. Look at the butt on number two. Um, I'd like it to, oh, number three is a sweet face. <laughs> no. You look kind of like Mr. Peanut Butter. Okay. Oh, okay. So which one do you like? You like number one? One or, or number four. One? Yeah. Number four. Oh, number four is powerful. Yeah. He's on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> Kong pave. Kong. What does pave mean? What does pave? I pave? don't know. Pave? There's a pave. Pave. It doesn't have an accent of goo. I mean, it's in my cart. Um, oh, I should put it in my cart too. Yeah. Oh, you know that's going to wreak havoc with your recos. <laughs> oh my God. My YouTube is such a trash fire right now. It just, it just shows you how bad my taste is. I think one reason I dreamed about the mall with the museums with the malls was that, I, I, like I say, I did watch the thing about the World's Fair. And it was very depressing. Very depressing. A lot of those buildings. Whew, mm. But it was an incredible time, and it really helped Walt Disney a lot. So anyway, uh, our thanks to uh, Jay Strongwater. Jay mm-hmm. Strongwater. Mm-hmm. Pewter. Uh, materials. Uh, pewter. 14 karat matte gold with light brown antique. I don't think that's the way to use antique as a noun Mm. light brown antique i mean that sounds like something you tell a doctor about (laughs) isn't it supposed to be the size of a hot dog yes but if it's light light brown antique you uh you know if if it's burning clean you must be lean really stay hydrated guys it's so important hand painted with enamel and handset with crystals, handcrafted in our Rhode Island workshop. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to Rhode Island this summer, so maybe I could go visit Mr. Strongwater. That's where Humanity Horse uh, God hangs. bless, God bless <laughs> you, Mr. Strongwater. Mm-hmm. Oh God, there's so many good references in this. Anyways, let's let's finish this up. I um I uh, and so I did it. Now what now now what did I need? Though I needed a monitor. And so oh yeah, what are you going to do about that? What's I'm looking at it right now. This is the thing, though, Dan. Um, what had happened was we talked about uh, ratings.com or artings.com. Yes. And I was trying to sell you on that site. You were utterly uninterested. Uh, and I was trying to sell you on that. I use that to go look at monitors. Dan, buying a monitor now is not fun. Oh, it's almost as bad as a TV. It's almost as bad as a TV, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, so there's just all kinds of, not deal breakers, but there's just all kinds of stuff where like every review I would read of a monitor, even the ones that got good reviews and I'm, I'm going in and I'm doing, I'm Googling for like basically Mac mini monitor. And then you get a lot of like shovel blog sites about blah, blah, blah. This is absolutely YouTube video, the best, best Mac mini setup feet net worth. And it's like, uh, okay, all right. So long story short, I finally buckled. I was going to get a BenQ. Those are pretty cool looking. I finally popped for the 5K uh, LG Ultrafine that Marco hates. And I love this thing. It's freaking great. The, you're talking about it's, the LG Ultrafine that, that's sort of designed to go with a Mac. Yeah. That's the yeah. one I've had for, I've had that for about a year or so. And I, I love it. I think it's amazing. I love it. And I, but the thing thrill. is, like so many monitors, 
is for the Vidya games, or at least partly for Vidya games, mm-hmm. or for watching the Netflix. I'm not doing any of that on here. I'm not a monster. I'm what would be make, wait? Make, why couldn't it do that? I watch Netflix I mean, on it, it all can, the time. It can, but it's beautiful. So, like for example, on our teams, one thing that they do that I think is cool. I'd love to see this in more places. You know, however they come up with their ratings, they have different ratings for like different facets. This is one is good. This one is good for games. Like this gets uh, 7.3 out of 10. This one for office use, we're going to give this uh, 6.9 out of 10 or whatever. But like, I feel like every one of these reviews, you know how it is. You read enough reviews and then pretty soon I I get really brain dead. Like I just feel like the thoughts in my brain stop moving and I become so overwhelmed. And then I just hit the yellow button. I'm going to say, look, this, all of these tabs, I'm going to set this aside for a minute because my brain is a soup at this point. Anyway, uh, I can't like, I mean, I've used this for four days now, so I can't like attest to its greatness. But that was my biggest sort of gating factor right. was like, okay, I've got a Cal Digit Hub. I've got the, the nice new Thunderbolt uh, from uh, Hub from OWC. And uh, this Cal Digit Hub has been great to me so far. Um, I, so basically I've got the, so this Cal Digit Hub is a Thunderbolt Hub that um, it's also got, it's got lots of nice inputs and outputs. It's got USB, it's got ethernet and it lets you do live the dream, which is I bring my MacBook Pro to my office. I put it on my desk. I plug it into this. That's what I do. You're describing my my setup for like two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great screen. And it has one, it's one cable. It's Merlin. You're not getting it. You don't get it. I'm sorry. No, you don't get this. There's one you, cable. You it's, plug it's your stuff confusing. into the back of the screen so that your any USB stuff that you oh, have. I, I went further, Dan. You know how you always get malls and museums with malls. Mm-hmm. I even went further and I dropped in the. I want to say anchor, but I dropped in that little rat tail that turns a USB C into several USB A's, etc. And so now I can hang my Samsung T5s and T7s off of that and have easy access. Eventually. As long as we're talking about products, this is incredibly boring. I got I got some of those really nice twelve south, um, uh, a couple of those twelve south shelves mm. that you can like mount under a desk. So I think eventually, uh, once I get this all settled, if the focus right works out, at that point I will put everything into one of these twelve south. You go go check them out, twelve south. They're really cool. They make a great iPad monitor too, or iPad um, stand. But I'll put it all into there and have it under the desk. Probably right now it's still on my desk. Mm-hmm. But then you know, what else I did? is uh, I, th- I thought the stand for this was a lot better than people say. Like this, the stand that comes with the LG was good, but you know what I finally did for the first time? I bought a vase mount. I think it's called VESA. It's the Jason Snell thing. Yeah, so I that's, this that's the thing the, to my desk. And it's confusing because you've got Visa, which is a card, and you've got yeah yeah um, priceless they say right and so the but the V E S A in all caps is a, a standard kind of mount it's that you'll find on the back of a screen that allows you to connect it to an arm or other things they're yes. on TVs they're on monitors they're on everything most and, people screw it into their desk with screws and I may eventually do that but I just clamped the hell out of it on this stolen cafeteria table I stole in college um, and then it's got an arm and like an art what you call it, like an articulated arm that lets you have like so much motion up down. Uh, on a diagonal, like you can turn, I think you can turn this into like, can you like make this into portrait mode? I think. Yeah, I believe you can rotate that, but it might I also love that when I was doing like line editing, uh, at the job with Dave, you knew that the person that. was a professional desktop publisher. If they had a monitor that oh, yeah. was in like a radius, mode. one of those radius, yes. uh, that rotated around and you'd look at that um, and you'd be like, Oh, they're doing like print work, man. 
oh, but Dan, here's the thing. First of all, no stand on the desk. So like there's room under here for stuff. There's room that accommodates my new pad that I got for the desk because I'm being a fancy lad. And, and with this arm, Dan, you're not messing around. You having to like get behind stuff. Like you just, you pull it out, you pull it up, you pull it down, you turn it and you can access the ports right there. Bob's your uncle. It's the best. But then we get to the, perhaps the last part. And this is the part that led up to my needing to text you today. And I discussed this with my co-host, uh, Alexandra Cox on Dubai Friday after show last week. Um, and I was like, do you, I have done migration assistant for every single update since Christ was a corporal. A bu- so yeah, on the one hand, yeah. A bu- so migration assistant, if y'all haven't used it in the last few years, it's come a real long way. It's still a little tricky. So basically migration assistant, you, you fire it up on your old Mac, you fire it up on your new Mac. And, and this, the confusing part is like making it use Thunderbolt locally versus Ethernet versus Wi-Fi. It's not easy because uh, you don't want to do Wi-Fi. Because the whole point of this is it moves all your stuff from your old Mac to your new Mac. It's gotten better and better and better over the years. Um, and I've always done that. So I'm guessing you're not a migration assistant guy. I think I've used it once to help a friend. But like, so you just move like all your homebrews or whatever? Like, how do you move your environment over? You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you for asking. I that's that, For you, that's huge, right? You, yeah. want, you want your bash profile to be in the right place and whatnot. So it's pretty easy to do this and you can do it with iCloud. You can do it with Dropbox. It doesn't really make much of a difference. But if you, if you create, so like I might have a, a bin directory, I might mm-hmm. have profile files and things like that. Well, what you can do is you, you can move your dollar signs. You can store those in Dropbox, for example, and then you can create a handful of little sim links in from Dropbox. Bash everything around me. To your home folder. And so <laughs> then when you are on a new machine, you install Dropbox or iCloud, it copies the files down, you create your sim links and poof, you are done and your entire environment is there. And so, you know, and of course, all the code that I do is stored in a Git repository. And you can, by the way, you can, there are, there is a thing if, if you really one of the deepest and most horrible rabbit holes you can go down would be to yeah. go on to GitHub and search for dot files. And mm-hmm. there are so oh many people. Oh my God, people, there's so many wackadoo things in there. But yeah. a lot of people have, and this is something that that I actually, if, if I'm being completely transparent, I actually don't use Dropbox for it. I use Git for it. But uh, mm-hmm. I have a Git but like repository. If you had like, a, not a T3, but like Fiber. If you had like Fiber, mm-hmm. where like your uplink was actually super good, mm-hmm. you could just keep all your stuff on GitHub. People run their sites off of GitHub. There's sure. so much you can do. It's but bananas. But I'll, I'll check out a Git, Git repository that I have, which has all those kinds of environment variables. I'll create a couple sim links and uh, everything is there and it just works and I don't have to think about it. So, you know, migration is, and if all of my photos are in, uh, in iCloud or one of the other services, then those sync automatically. And if everything's mm-hmm. in iCloud or Dropbox <clears throat> data wise, then those sync automatically. So it, there's really yeah. minimal, minimal stuff to go from, one machine to the next machine. It makes it super easy. It's and it's the, one of those it, things you get to top yeah. load the effort, Merlin, top load the effort and it makes it easier for the rest of the, the mise en place, like you always used to talk about. I used to say Mi- that. I also, added a, uh, I also added a, a link here. Casey sent me this. Uh, Casey Liss has a, um, he uses uh, homebrew to like basically keep track of all the stuff he has installed and it makes it easy to move that. So that's in notes. I'm going to install that. Um, but here's my, here's my, here's my, 
my conundrum. And what I'd said to Alexandra was, look, you know, I got this thing. I want to get it set up. It can be so frustrating to start from zero. You know what it is? It's the, it's fear or it's anxiety. It's, it's loss aversion. It's the idea of like, oh my gosh, there's, there's so much more garbage from the early 2000s, probably like text files and cruft and dust in the corners. And I keep moving that like a college student. I just keep moving the same sealed boxes from apartment to apartment. And they convinced me to give it a throw and to try going from scratch. And it went so far anyway. We'll see if this recording worked better than I expected. Because, of course, Dan, you know me. Anxiety, right? Instantly my mind is racing. Like, and I'm thinking about, oh, this and oh, that. And like, I got to reinstall all my rogue amoeba stuff. Mm. Make sure it works. Mm -hmm. I got to re-enter all my licenses for everything. Got to find my Hazel license. All this stuff. But starting from scratch, it's also a great opportunity to evaluate. So on the one hand, I'm moving into this, I call it a new world. For a mm -hmm. lot of people, it's the world of the last three years. I'm moving into the modern Mac ecosystem. Come and on in. Come so, on in. Oh, well, the water's benefit. fine, Merlin. The water's, water's fine. fine so far. And I want to benefit from that by using this as an opportunity to say, you know, the old ways are not always the good ways because the old ways are often the unexamined ways. So if I just keep doing things this way because I like to click in this one area, well, why don't I pause for a minute and go like, is there anything here that could be moved like at a, to a better place in the stack, right? I mean, is there stuff I'm doing with software that I could be doing with hardware? Any, cetera, this has cetera, been my, my mantra for, for so long. Mm -hmm. And it seems like people don't like this answer. But if I can do something with hardware, I'll do it with hardware way before I'll do it with software. And this was a big thing when I was first starting out with podcasting, because if you remember all the different tools like Soundflower and all these other ones that allow you to oh, get right. into really complicated, like routing of different audio devices. And I'd say, you know, yes. I could spend like weeks trying to configure this, uh, or I could just spend, you know, a hundred bucks and I'll have a box here that's going to do it all. And yeah, I would absolutely. go for the, for the box. And it was even the same thing when I had Back in the day when I used to have this sort of multiple Skype system where I had old like junky PCs and ancient Mac minis and I would just run Skype on each of them and they would all be plugged into the outboard into the um, mixing board and I would have mm -hmm. mix minus going out to them. And was that that time when like you'd be like, oh, I can't play this on this particular. Yes. Mac? That yeah. was that era. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and there were lots of these like stupid little issues with it. But the solution was hardware. But. Even then I had a KVM switch so that I could switch between the different Macs and have one yes. screen. And people are always like, why don't you just roll to them with the screen sharing? I'm like, because it's like why 50 steps yeah, to do why that. Why don't you, Dan? Why don't you just do everything just else? Just do it. Uh, to that point, I have to say, uh, to, to do a callback here, something that unintentionally prepared me for this transition that I hadn't given much thought to, you know, from 2015 to, I guess, this year, last year, uh, one of the reasons I would always use Migration Assistant, let's just say I got a lot of Python running. Let's say that I've got a lot of stuff running that I, I got working and I, you know, I, the AP, I know the URL for this API to do a thing, to like pause this thing. I'll let the listener's imagination run wild, but like I didn't want to screw up that setup. Let's just say that a lot of that stuff ended up in Plex which was running on my Mac. Mm -hmm. And all along I was like, oh, this is, this sucks. Like if somebody starts watching something on my Plex while I'm, so that nap, and then that becomes like, oh, I got to quit Plex. That becomes part of my bunch. 
for like getting ready for a podcast is turn off all the things. Well, guess what? That's all in the Synology now. The Synology is doing all the Plex things, all the related things. It's doing a lot of the photo stuff. It's doing, um, it's doing a lot of stuff. Like I said, like Time Machine is being handled by, uh, by the Synology. And so I didn't have to worry about that anymore. That was a load off. Mm-hmm. But like then also, so anyway, I'm sorry, this is getting really long and boring, but it's been really invigorating in some ways. It's the kind of project like where I'm a little bit like a dog with a bone. Like I really, I mean, I, I had to, okay, here's one. I had to redo all my cables, obviously, to like make this thing work. So I started taking advantage of these little dumb things I bought on Amazon, which are these little pairs of, uh, we don't say Velcro. We say, what do you say? Ho- hook loop? What do you say? Hook, oh, hook, I say hook Velcro, eye? actually. Hook and I? The hook and I. I say Velcro. These are these little, they're, they're like these impossibly tiny little Velcro things that like go around a cable and then connect up. And it's almost, it looks, looks like a little dot and they come in different colors, right? Like mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so um, I labeled all the cables, cable labels, cable labels. And so like the, and then I wrote it, and then I documented it all in a notes file and so I know that this blue one goes to the Samsung T5 hanging off of here. Like the green one goes to this Thunderbolt in and out, you know, from here. This is the one for the USB Pre 2, et cetera. And boy, if you do that, why not treat yourself? Because you're going to be so glad later on. If you have to do anything with unwinding your spaghetti, hmm, you're going to be so happy that you got those all labeled. That was a great benefit. Now, so fi- maybe finally. So yeah, I like this monitor. It's cool. Um... But then, like, the final thing was, whoopsie doopsie, right? I had, I used to have an iMac, a one terabyte iMac. Almost all of my external hard drives were either basic-ass USB-A or to get to my OWC hub that ran all of those things, I needed to have Thunderbolt 2. And Thunderbolt 2 is not playing super well with the modern environment, so the, with that in mind, I will tell you my old iMac use was a one terabyte drive and 32 gigs of RAM. Um, I probably would have done Migration Assistant except for one thing right mm. off the dome. What's that? Which is what? Mac Mini 512 drive, mm-hmm. 512 SSD. So even if I wanted to, it wouldn't work. I had 800 gigs of stuff on my iMac. How am I going to get that onto a 512? So you know what I, I did? Yeah. I, how I'm going to do that? How am I going to get more fonts on my desktop? So what did I do? Well, I went out and I find some, found some tutorials. I'm still working on this, but all the big, dumb, heavy stuff, I put on uh, a T5, two terabyte uh, a Samsung SSD hanging off my hub. So now, like, if God willing and the creek don't rise, this audio hijack is going to go into, uh, you know, APFS drive slash... Uh, music slash audio hijack. That's also where I put Dropbox. It's actually relatively easy to put your Dropbox on an external drive. So that took off a whole bunch. Now, the one that I'm still, that's still sticky, it's working, but not working right, which is, I, it's fairly easy to put a, move your photo library <clears throat> onto an external drive, right? So like a huge contributor to this is all of my photos. Um, that takes up a lot of space. Um, and so basically, if you put that on an external drive that's very dependable and very important, don't use it also for Time Machine or you'll really get screwed up. But if you guys, I got one partition on here. It's just an APFS on this SSD. Boy, that's a lot of letters. And then all you do is double click on photo library 
photos library dot photo library, right? And it launches. Problem is, and this is the thing, I, I reread Snell's get, get, Take Control book on this, but I'm still not sure. There has to be like a blessed, like we used to say back in the day. Remember, you could have multiple system files, but only one at a time was blessed. Mm-hmm. To do the iCloud stuff, it needs to be in the system photo library, which wants to be in like slash pictures slash. Oh. So I'm still struggling with how to make that work. And for the for the near term, I broke my rule and I'm not downloading everything to my Mac. I'm trusting the cloud and I'm just going to do backups to hopefully. But anyway, <clears throat> it's been an interesting journey and I'm really excited with what I've been able to do in <sighs> how many days? Very few days, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. really four days. And it's been a little frustrating at times. Like there's not a, a surpassingly easy way to just say, I mean, remember that there used to be those apps. There was one called RooSwitch that I have not found a replacement for. I don't Roo remember Switch that. To, what was that one? Well, like, Roo you know, for Switch. example, there's, un, you know, there's like uninstaller Uber apps. So you could do stuff like ZapIt or Clean My Mac can do this. And like when you throw out an app, it also throws out all the associated library files, et cetera. Like imagine that, but for like, okay, I've got this app that I use all the time, but I want to do something different with it. RooSwitch lets you create a profile. I don't think it exists in any fashion anymore. Reswitch would let you say, for example, let's say NBL. <clears throat> my, my NBL setup is fine, but I want to do something different. You create a profile. It backs up or duplicates all of the files associated with, in that case, NBL mm-hmm. or whatever, and creates a new profile. So you're basically launching the app for the first time, but all your stuff is still there. You can always switch back to any of these six backups or duplications that you've got. Do you follow? I think so. So, so for example, like it would be really neat if like, I mean, launch bar is not too hard because it's just, I think it's library application support launch bar. So you just move all those files over. That worked. So it even remembered like my history and my command preferences and all that stuff. Oh, nice. There's just a whole bunch of stuff I had to move over manually and, you know, make sure everything's backed up. But I'm up and running. We'll see if this episode goes out. But, you know, I'm not recommending this. I still think for most people, uh, a Thunderbolt to Thunderbolt migration assistant is probably your best bet. I think for for like 99.9% of all It's just tricky, though, because there's there's been so many occasions. So, you know, having gotten this new laptop and having gotten this new Mac Mini, I've had occasion to use migration assistant. Oh, and also having bought the wrong one. Doing a migration assistant and not realizing I had the wrong one until migration assistant was done. There's a whole wreck disc on how stupid I was. Um, but it's hard to make it go Thunderbolt. It's very easy to unintentionally be doing it over Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to tell whether it's using Thunderbolt, Ethernet, or Wi-Fi. But I think for most people, migration assistant is still the way to go, probably. But there was something really bracing about getting to start all over. And, and something that Alex said that really resonated with me is like, it's almost like you think about running a browser with so many extensions, you don't even recognize like what's the browser and what's the extension, what's the theme. You don't even recognize that. Matt Howie and I used to talk about like trying to fix bugs when on your site when you had so many Firefox extensions that you can't even see what broke for other people and you don't know what's stepping on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the opportunity to see a Mac for the first time, to see like, Let's, let's let's start with nothing. Let's see what uh what, whatever this is. Big Sur. Let's see what Big Sur looks like with a fresh install. With like what does the menu on the left look like in the Finder? Like 
what is white as that app keep adding itself back to the left bar? Well, that's something. You well, can turn you know, on. you're bringing up a really interesting point because if people have been doing migration assistant for their last two, three Macs, they're preserving a lot of settings. <laughs> and Apple has gotten very, very good. My understanding, mm-hmm. and then the the one or two times that I've actually used migration assistant, Apple's gotten really, really good at. You know, it used to be that you could bring over a setting and the setting wasn't right and it would mess something up. That's not really the case anymore. But I like what you're saying in that you get to kind of see what is the new Apple experience starting from scratch with an operating system without having brought over all of those other settings and things. And there's people who just don't care. They're like, I I need a new computer. I just want it to work exactly the same as whatever gets me up and running the quickest. Right. And honestly, to their credit. And this isn't Cory Doctor used to talk about this. I think Cory Doctor had two different twelve-inch power books that he like he backed up them and enti- backed them up. Oh, entirely. this sounds familiar. Yeah, and he would he would be able to just grab a laptop and go and know that everything was up to date like to the minute. I think with probably rsync. Um, like I think that's very beneficial. There was that story probably fifteen years ago of the guy who kept his home directory on. I don't think it was, it was before GitHub. It was back when it was uh, what's the one that starts with an S. Uh, the Microsoft you want. Sugar, sugar to beat us. Sugar, sugar to beat us. <laughs> uh, there is, that is very beneficial. And again, again, for people like you, John Syracuse is out there, you know, he's an archivist. He has the box for every Apple device he's ever bought. He's broken inside. Mm-hmm. And I think migration assistant, he probably has his own way of doing it. He probably wrote his own Perl script for it. You know, oh, of course. nothing with a slash Duh. and it moves over. He forgot to control. He forgot to control his slash. Uh, but in this, it's it's an interesting exercise. Now, and here's the other thing. Oh, oh, oh! I do have to mention one other thing that was a huge pain in the ass. But here's the thing: if you start out fresh, and this is something Alex and I talked about on the after show for Do by Friday last week, which is remember me talking about like that trick that I feel like I learned from Martha Stewart to like change my game, mm-hmm. which is like if you've got a bunch of stuff you're extremely close to throwing out, and for some reason you can't bear to throw it out, what do you do? You put it in a box. You tape the box. You write a date on the box and give yourself a calendar reminder. And if in one, two, three, four, five, six months, whatever it is, is yeah, we've never, talked about this. This is the the yeah, system. Yeah, you haven't this opened the, the box. System. Don't. But the key part is the calendar reminder, right? Or the reminder reminder. The key part is getting to forget about the fact that that even exists. And then the critical part: if you hit that date and the tape hasn't been unbroken, you must not open the box. Trust, trust, trust the, uh, what I say? Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Like, remember you made this deal with yourself. So mm-hmm. you have to go and you have, you have to throw that out. Well, it's kind of like that. I've got backups of everything. I have backups out the ass. Some of which are on a computer that I, or a hard drive that's difficult to get to because it was Thunderbolt, but old Thunderbolt. So it's called Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, the weird little one that looks like a display, uh, thing. But, but here's the deal. You start out fresh, Right. Uh, and then, and then, you know, we do this sometimes at our house where we our our main kitchen drawer, primary kitchen drawer gets so full of stuff that dad grabs occasionally once a year, grabs a banker's box and puts everything into the banker's box. And then what do you do if you need, and now it's empty, right? Drawer is empty. Mm-hmm. You need the spatula, go get the spatula. Okay. Spatula and, and look at spatula and say, spatula, uh, do we love each other? And, and spatula says, yeah, you love me, man. <laughs> spatula gets to go back in the drawer. Because, because everybody loves Mr. Spatula, but little pigs with spikes that hold the corn cobs. First of all, do we really want a sharps container here? C- can that live somewhere else? Maybe. 
you know? And, and the crazy part is, and I'm not saying throw out the turkey baster. I'm not saying throw out the cast iron searing thing or whatever, or the skewers that are always trying to stick me. You don't have to throw those out, but maybe they need to live somewhere else. This is, as I like to say, an active working area. This is not a storage area. You don't store things in an active working area. None of this stuff is stored. It's just put away for a little while when it's not in use. And that's what you can do here. If you do decide, first of all, back up everything, back up, back up, back up, back up your backups. Yes, the ticket is red. But if you want to start out fresh, guess what? You could always just grab the stuff you need as you need it. Or worst case scenario, if after two days you're losing your goddamn mind, wipe the Mac mm -hmm. and do a migration assistant. Bob's no your uncle. No big, right? Like what's the loss? You lost some time, but it was an experiment. I'll I'll here's, here's the, uh, here's the, uh, here's the brother-in-law on the couch though. Mm. This, this is the Eddie Q of this situation. Mm -hmm. is, oh my God. The M1 Mac is so secure that it's kind of bananas. And boy, did I ever step on my chakra a couple times because I thought, listen, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to take this Mac Mini that's been sitting around doing not much for a few weeks. What are you going to do? Well, obviously, you'll wipe it. You wipe it, you APFS it, right? It should be like fairly simple, mm -hmm. right? And on this one, like you don't do the command R. Instead, you hold down the power button until you get into recovery mode. Ooh. But guess what I discovered? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, if you try to wipe it in recovery mode, you... And I don't exactly understand this, but it, it has like a dots will echo thing of like this, this Mac was previously used by this Apple ID. Click to like, uh, enter your password, do the rain dance. And this will not authenticate, not validate. It will activate this Mac. So you, it's kind of like, what's the, hold on. The, what's the point of that particular well, feature? I think it's a security thing. I think it's the same reason they tell you to turn off, find my phone when you go to the Apple store, you know what I mean? Like you have to basically, I think it might be a security and privacy thing in the sense that if somebody like, well, you know, if somebody steals your phone and tries to wipe it these days, it's going to be a lot less easy than it used to be. I think, and you don't email it. I, it's really okay. But I think that's come to the Mac now. So you want to go and you want to wipe it. You go to recovery mode. You got to enter in, in my case, my Apple ID uh, for something. And, um, and then you can go in, but, Oh, did I ever goof up? And like, you know, there's a mode in disk utility that's totally non-obvious. Where under the view menu, you could say show volumes or show devices. And like, I tried to, I tried to just wipe it and go. And then it wouldn't let me install Big Sur from recovery mode. And I think the way I finally fixed it was I turned on volume instead of device, or device instead of volume. Mm. You wipe that. Then you got to select the right, like, pull down for the partition type. You want the Apple partition thing, et cetera. I spent over half a day, really almost a day, just dealing with, can I just wipe this Mac and start over? And you know how it is with this stuff. That's the worst kind of hurry up and wait, where you do a thing and then you have to wait to see if it worked. And if it didn't work, you got to like kind of start over and like, it sucked, but I did finally get it working. Be smart, be smarter than me. Uh, but M1's boy, woof, they really want to take care of you. Very happy with the setup so far. Very glad I did it. Very glad I uh, eventually wiped it and started over from scratch. And so far, so good. It's sort of like when you know, like when you move, and like after you've moved the couch and the bed and all that stuff, you're like, man, I'm got to be halfway done. But it's like Zeno's paradox. Like there's more. The smaller the items you're dealing with, you know, was it Bill Gates or whoever said that ninety percent of the effort 
on a project is in the first 90% and the other 90% is in the last 10%. That's how it feels with things like this. That's definitely the way their progress bars work in Windows. And Ohio, and they're not, they're not attached to anything, Dan. But like, for example, like, you know, I'm a little bit uh, fearful, but I mean, call recorder simply, Ecamm's wonderful call recorder simply does not work on an M1. You can't even install it. So I'm flying a little bit naked here mm. with uh, just doing Audio Hijack. I think I will in time, if the Scarlet works out, I will in time also do a backup to like a Zoom-ish hardware device, mm-hmm. which seems like a smart thing to have done anyway. But highly recommended. The M1s are, uh, are amazing. How is it that it's got a quarter of the RAM of my iMac, but is so zesty? I can run it, I run Geekbench. It's like, it's all t- tail of the tape. Like, these two computers, these two M1s I've got are bananas. Um, and I think they talked about this on ATP in the past. There's some kind of special sauce going on with, I don't know, what an uneducated person like me would call the bus. Like, there's something going on. Do you know about this? Like, obviously, silicon, fast, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, the enti- everything feels snappy, even things that are nominally not like related to the uh, system on a chip. It's just everything's faster and it's, it's very perplexing to me. Well, a lot of the reason that RAM is used is because the application wants to store code that it might need to execute or it is executing there. But if if it's executing things faster, my gut instinct is that you might be able to get by with a little bit less RAM, especially if the system bus is faster. That used to be the solution, like even before SSDs. The solution, well, throw RAM. Yeah, yeah. Because, and you can get your RAM doubler working. But, um, RAM doubler. (laughs) We made some poor choices. Uh, Yeah, stuff at Deluxe. And, uh, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You, I guess you need less. There's less swapping happening. I don't know. I'm not, that's way above my pay grade from a technical standpoint. But the M1 is, I'm here to say M1 is the real deal. I just can't believe the prices on this stuff. Isn't it bizarre? Have you looked at the prices on these things? Yeah, I have. Um, when I accidentally, as as described on Rectifs, I'll try to find it for notes, but I accidentally, because I'm dumb, bought the old Mac Mini when I thought I was buying the M1. Oh. And it's a ton more expensive than the M1 for the like multi-year old Because they Mac don't want Mini. you to get it. They don't want you to have it. They're pan. Yeah, they're punishing. Why have it in the top? Why have it in the top no, left I th- of the I, page? I, 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 okay, top so left of the page. Before I'm still we, mad about it. whenever we're done with this episode, I, before we do it, I want to I want to talk for a second about the new Apple TV. And oh, yeah, I, sure. I, I have I have one thing that I got time was an observation. The one observation that I made is the same one that every single anyway. Living, and is closing my parentheses. Oh yes, flashing my break. That that's that's the new Mac, and we'll check in more next week. Check, I think you're going to be happy. I think you're going to be thrilled with this thing. This is a powerhouse. Yeah, I feel I feel very modern. Powerhouse Olympic today. Dan, talk to me about the Apple TV. What even is going on with that? Well, we've TV? got the great the thing that I notice everyone notices is that the Apple has finally righted the wrong the the, the remote the thing that they have perpetrated uh, again uh, for so long. What John Syracuse calls the diving board remote because yes. it, how can how can a touchpad like that have a hinge? Yeah. with a surface that size. Yeah. It's trying to scroll horizontally through Hulu mm-hmm. is a skills challenge. It's mm-hmm. like you're, it's like you're sending somebody, it's like Ender's game for learning to use a, t- a streaming TV app. That's like one of those e- for a while. examples of just because they can doesn't mean they should. And I think everyone wants to just have a little sort of circled with clicks on it. And then that, that's what we have. So anyway, I, 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 if that works anywhere near the way it works, I'm so pumped. Me too. So the, the other thing is this, 
there are two, just like there have almost always been two in modern, in the modern era of Apple, uh, Apple TVs, there have been two models. One has more storage than the other one. Yes. Sometimes there's a 4K, but I think they're you both... don't want to get the one that's small. Well, that's the <laughs> you whole can't store thing all your saved I... games on there. <laughs> I don't understand. I always get this. the big one because I don't want to be cocked. So they're 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 calling the new ones. They just call them Apple TV 4K. That's what they're called. And mm-hmm. if you if you hit the view pricing uh, link, which I'm hitting right now, it's clicking and load. Okay, here it is. You get. 32 gigs of storage for $179 and you get 64 gigabytes of storage for $199. You can't afford not to get it. So it's $20 more. But what, first of all, you can't order these things for three more days till the 30th, but then yep. they're not available until the second half of May. Now, as you know, I got a new television and of course I, I don't want to buy an Apple TV, one of the old ones. I'm not uh, an idiot. I only want to get mm-hmm. one of the new ones, but well, and also you, we, we should note that it is still for sale. It is yes. If you were to go and buy, if you were like, I want you one now. You can buy the non four K version. You can mm-hmm. buy the busted ass version that's been sitting around forever doing nothing. Yeah, it's so irresponsible to even have that on the site. I agree. So the thing is, why? I mean, for do you say, well, I'm I'm spending about two hundred dollars anyway. Do I really need to save twenty and get? But what's being stored? On that 32 or 64 gigs, is is there a reason that I would need? I think it's the one of the. One? It's like the Gardens of Babylon. I think people are wondering, like, what is it actually doing? Why do I need uh, to? It was, even it was initially know? presented. I, honestly, I think it was initially presented as this gives you room to have saved games and stuff like that. And obviously, it's caching some things. It's probably caching trailers. It's probably you know anticipating stuff. I think one thing they do. I've heard it rumored that they cache the first part of movies. So mm-hmm. it feels like they start super fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I, I think maybe that, it's that. Maybe that it just would make makes sense. it faster. Okay. So I don't, I don't I've know. always gotten the one with the more Ram. I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand why there is not just one, why they have to offer one with less at all. And yeah. it's not like, like if I, okay, answer me this Merlin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without looking, Googling, checking, doing anything. Yes. Not how much storage, not how much storage, but how much Ram and I know these are different things. How much RAM does your iPhone have? You don't know. I don't know. But um, this is uh, more... Four gigs, guessing? Yeah, I don't know. Something, who knows? It's not, but the thing is, it's not it's important. It's certainly not a thing that they highlight. It's for, not yeah. important, and Apple makes it so that it's not important. With a computer, though, I'm willing to bet that if you were to go to what you consider to be your main computer, that you're going to know how much hard drive storage and probably how much RAM it has. Like, I can tell you that my macbook pro without even looking i know my macbook pro has 16 uh, gigs of ram and it's got a one terabyte hard drive in it i i I know that those are two things that i know because with a computer that matters but my question is since we don't really we're not able to store anything on an apple tv we can't i can't choose what is stored or is not stored it's certainly not yeah i mean it isn't like hitting command shift period to see invisible files on a mac you don't have access to that. No. It's a USB port and nobody knows what it is. And does. you can't really put yeah. anything on your Apple TV manually. Yes, you can install apps. That's that's true. But you can't. It's not like I could say to you, 
I am putting this data and it's going to take up a lot of space. So there's caching and I'm sure the apps do take up space. But do you think that the number of apps that are even available for an Apple TV, which feels very lightweight, that you could have 32 gigs of just apps? I suppose it's possible. But like most people have like three apps they really use and about 12 that they're on the screen that they never use. I don't, I don't know, but I'll, I'm going to tell you something. I, I feel like, so we can remember when mm-hmm. they put out, Apple put out that iPad Pro, mm-hmm. probably now a couple years ago, that was so vastly overpowered for what then iOS, before iPadOS, I think even, like before they introduced stuff like, you know, this is important, before they introduced a bunch of stuff that made iPad uh, more of a first class computing citizen. Mm-hmm. But like, before that ever happened, everybody was like, why in the hell is this iPad so overpowered? It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, like the Mac Pro, where you're like, wow, this is really over-engineered. And then they got, we got our answer, I guess a year later, whatever, when they released a whole bunch of like memory-hungry features, like the, whatever it's called, where you can have two iPad-ish, Windows-ish, which I still don't use. But, you know, but, okay, they bought themselves years and years of pundit speculation with that one thing that they did, releasing an iPad that was extremely powerful before it needed to be powerful. Right. So now I imagine for the rest of time, or at least the next couple of years, people are always going to say, ooh, maybe that has 64, you know, uh, uh, flops." Because there's going to be this thing coming. Maybe now they're going to make it. There's a hidden chip in there that knows about humidity. So now your iPad is also your router. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a floor wax. You know, and is and a dessert topping. You know what I'm saying? Like because that happened that one time, and I guess you could find instances of that existing. But if there's hardware that seems a little overpowered, I think that's almost always now going to lead to pundit speculation about why it's too powerful. Which buys them a lot of like not if not goodwill at least interest mm-hmm. and certainly thousands of podcast hours of speculating about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea. I have no idea why. But like, and, and another example well, so- here is like I say, people discovering. I guess, probably I fix it. Fig- realizing that there's a hygrometer, there's a humidity detector inside a HomePod. It's why the hell would that be there? Right. Why would that be there? Mm-hmm. Well, let's speculate mm-hmm. for hours. You know, and I, I get it, I get it. But like, you know, I've I've thought all along that there should be some combination of router, HomePod, um, HomeKit, runner. Like, it would be so nice to have some kind of an Apple device. I know they're out of the router business, RIP. But like, wouldn't it be smart for them to make something like that? Like, it's your it's your home appliance. Yeah. And it could, you could call it Apple Home. They obviously have no compunction about reusing a name. It's called Apple Home. Yeah. It's got, it's got supports on it. You, you plug it in and now you've got, you've got time machine. You've got, um, you've got uh, a router, you've got a hub for home. So you're not going to need an Apple. T- Maybe it's got an Apple TV in it. I don't know. But like a, a home appliance, Apple home, they should just make it. But you know, but we speculate understandably. What's your feeling on it? What, what do you think it's all in there for? Well, I don't know. I have to assume that it's just, it could be apps It's probably mostly caching. And I would just buy the more expensive one. I think it's dumb. I think they, I don't know why they have the cheaper one. I want someone, I know we've got a lot of Apple people it listening. It really just feels like a bully going like, stop hitting yourself. Tell me, like tell me just, what they the know we're gonna buy it. $20 is going to make it up. Cause I always buy them. Well, here's the reason why I'm even looking at the Apple TV. When I, when I got, when I got this new TV, mm-hmm. 
I I was feeling pretty chuffed about it. I'm like, you know, frisky, frisky. Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even need an Apple TV now. What do I need that for? This has got all Mm -hmm. the apps on it. It's got apps. It's all built in. I don't need the Apple TV. Are you willing to say what the brand name of TV is? I'll tell you all about it. It's a Samsung 55 inch class Q80A series QLED 4K UHD smart TV with Alexa built in QN55Q80AAFXZA, the 2021 model. Oh, and so, but that has the smart app stuff on it. If you it decided to just punt on it for a while, you can get by. Well, yes. with Hulu, Netflix, et cetera, right? And and this was the thing until I had a friend say, "Oh, this this show that you want to watch is on VH1," and you know, I'm I would never. I just want to go on record and say this: I would never sign into a streaming service using someone else's username and password. That is, I would, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know anyone that has done that. I've you're, heard, you're taking bread off the table of, you know, Cable Town. I've heard that people do things like this, but I don't know anyone that's done that or would ever do that. And I certainly would never. But they were saying, you know, here's my username and password and you could just watch this thing. Mm-hmm. And there was no VH1 app on the, in the Samsung, Samsung app at Samsung app store. Right. There was, there was yeah, no like For example, VH1 on the LG, there, there's no HBO app. Right. <laughs> No, I'm right. serious. No, like, I, I know. It seems you, like I mean, an I oversight. Can watch, I can watch my app, my 418 <laughs> movies I purchased on uh, from the iTunes store. I can watch that because that has Apple TV right. app for Apple TV yeah. on your LG. But like I, the, I think HBO, you've got to watch it. God, I hate this on Apple TV. Hey, you want to watch this on Amazon Prime? Sure. Yeah, great. Get get HBO. I already have HBO. No, but get it through Prime. Oh, God damn it. You cucked me. Right. And so here's the thing is like, I'm like, okay, so now I I guess I will have to go back to the Apple TV and I won't be able to rely on the. It's not that much money. People complain. It's just relative in relative value to the typical consumer. No, it wasn't. It's not the money at all. It's not the money. It's that I wanted the TV to do it. Do it all on the TV. I know. I know. Once again, once again, once again. Your Imperator Furiosa says, why, why can't I just, why do I need more things? And that's more HDMI hanging off the back, right. getting up in my grill. Don't that's want right. it. Don't want it. That's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of in this, in this uh, situation where I wasn't, you know, I was thinking that I wouldn't have to do the thing. Carmine said, mm-hmm. you know, one TV and here there are two. <laughs> so I, I, now I have to get the Apple TV to plug into this thing, yep, which is sure the do. opposite way that I wanted to go. But I guess that's the only way that I can get the apps. This is how I they want. get you, Dan. It's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Um, we can leave, but I, I, I do want to, let me just read you a few of these off the dome. I had so much good content prepared and, uh, and we don't have time, but, um, so Kevin Kelly's a great guy. He's done lots of things. Learn about Kevin Kelly. He'll change your game. Uh, and so this is a post from, uh, I don't know, cause I'm looking at it in Instapaper because I could highlight it. Uh, 99 additional bits of unsolicited advice. Uh, he quoted me in one of these once, I think. I don't even remember. But but Kevin's a friend and he's the best. Kevin's really smart. And every year on his birthday, he gives uh, pieces of uh, unsolicited advice. And I just wanted to read you a few of those. You can find this in show notes. Go check it out. It's kk.org. Uh, Kevin rules. Um, I'm just going to read a few of these, if I may. Please do. It's not an apology if it comes with an excuse. It's not a compliment if it comes with a request. A hmm. uh, great summation of the Eisenhower matrix right here. Be governed not by the tyranny of the urgent, but by the elevation of the important. He gets real deep in some of these. The greatest rewards come from working on something that nobody has a name for. 
if you possibly can, work where there are no words for what you do. Dan, how great is that? That's really good. That's like, you didn't know you knew that, but you kind of knew that. That's the thing. I mean, uh, the most interesting jobs I had were doing something I couldn't even explain to other people. Mm -hmm. In time, you got names for things. I just tell people I'm a ceramicist just for, you know, convenience sake. But like, boy, I think that's such a great concept. Just a few more. Uh, you are only as young as the last time you changed your mind. <gasps> I like that one. When That's really good. I am thinking about this a lot. Uh, I think this, he says it's about hitchhiking because he used to hitchhike, but I think this is about life. When hitchhiking, look like the person you want to pick up. It's much easier to change how you think by changing your behavior. Oh, God damn it, this is good. It is much easier to change how you think by changing your behavior than it is to change your behavior by changing how you think. Act out the change that you seek. Mm. Isn't that great? Be the change. Be the, well, he, that's in here too. I skipped that one. Oh. He's got some of these that are a little lame, but you can reduce the annoyance of someone's stupid belief by increasing your understanding of why they believe it. And I'm going to close with this one. Your work will be endless, but your time is finite. You cannot limit the work, so you must limit your time. Hours, ah. are, the only, hours are the only thing you can manage. Game, set, match. Oh. Ha-boom. <laughs> what, what is this ape you sent me? Oh, this is the Recur Large Albino Gorilla Toys King Kong Ooh. White Realistic Hand-Painted Walking Gorilla Ape Wild Animal Figure Model Replicant Gorilla <laughs> Gorilla Godzilla King Kong versus gorilla 2021 go. Figure Gift for Collectors Boys Ooh. Kids 3 Plus Style 10 Albino Gorilla. I hate this kid. Sometimes you just have, a, have an innate hate. <laughs> an innate hate. Uh -huh. um, I feel that way about Ryan, the, the very sweet little boy on uh, on the TV show, The Boys. I li I like when he gets thrown off the roof. No spoilers. Hate that kid. I, I just bugs me. He's got he's got he's got an annoying haircut, and people with annoying haircuts are frequently annoying people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now this does not appear to be an ape with any crystals. Oh look at the face on this fellow. <laughs> Is this costly? Because I think I need this. No, I need this. Um, so I can put my own crystals on here. Is that the idea? That's what I'm thinking is if the other one's mm -hmm. too expensive, you can put well, this one. Well, and I mean, like, who knows? Do they count the crystals? But listen, you know? and what about the, uh, it's got you know, 1, the 000, uh, light, light brown antique? It's got 1,669 ratings yes. and it's almost five stars. Hmm. Uh, it is, in, on it is in the show notes. Check on review meta. Uh, oh, yeah. No. I, I oh, 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 I scroll down. It says get instant recommendations. Oh no, my recommendations are going to be wrecked by this. Dan, if you're on the Swarovski ape okay. <laughs> and you scroll down, do you get a thing that says get instant recommendations? Mm. And, and there's little stuffies. There's a Swarovski elephant, some kind of a monkey, uh, a lizard coming out of a, a, a an egg. <laughs> Oh, it's a mama pig and her piglets. I get that. What's that called? Let me see what this is called. Oh, Melrose Pig Family Resin Figurine, 10.25 inches oh, length that by 7.5. Oh, look, and it's got a pig on her head. It's pigs all the way down. I didn't know oh, that a mother no, pig was- Oh, no, I'm entering was... into the world of Amazon figurines, mm. and I'm hating it. Mm -mm. Oh, these are all awful. Oh, no, duck sitting on pigs. Duck, duck sitting on bunny. Mouse sitting on, on yarn. Moose? Uh, I don't prefer this. Oh, garden items. This is nice. Garden items. Uh, 11658 pigs garden statue, one size light gray. And that's three pigs on top of each other. Well, not in that way. 
not, not again a Kenny, Kenny Rogers way, but like in a, um, they look like they're in the, the Musicians of Bremen. Well, here's the thing I feel like it, I don't think they mean it as false advertising. Okay. But in the description, it says walking gorilla ape, wild animal figurine model replica. If he's got his knuckles on the ground, does that count as walking? Well, yeah, he is in a, he's sauntering. His pose he's very, very is dignified. walking, but he doesn't walk. The thing doesn't walk. Oh, I get what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's like they should say here, for example, they should mention that these pigs are not edible. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this one gets one star, one rating. Bayosity standing simulation animals figurine for home table desktop decoration gifts lamb as described. Uh-huh. Lamb as described. Oh, no. Let's go see Let's go see the review for this. Please remember to like and subscribe. It really helps people discover the lamb. Uh, what? But this one has a penis. Is that right? Hold on. Let me send you this one. This What's one has a penis. Oh, size smaller than expected. <laughs> says the reviewer, Charlene, Charlene Hitchcock. Yeah. No, no relation. Hmm. Much smaller than what I was looking for. I'm still keeping it, however. <laughs> Thank you, Charlene. Uh-huh. Let's click through and look at Charlene's other reviews because that's pro. Oh man, some good one stars in here. <laughs> Disappointed with the the romance, a woman's plus size ultra smooth boat neck swing dress, stretched dirt jersey, three quarter sleeve dress. I didn't care for the fabric nor the print. Oh, didn't like the Orly gel, Orly Orly gel uh, FX base coat. Not too bad. Lots of nail supplies. Didn't like the lamb. Not a fan. Uh, did like the Boldify Root Booster Spray for hair. Get incredible lift, root boost, and volume. Stylist recommended root lifter hair products. Uh, I use it to give body to my hair, says Charlene Hitchcock. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you, Charlene. <laughs> huh. You know, Shakespeare were alive today. He'd be writing reviews on Amazon. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Amic <laughs> pentameter. Look it up, bitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kenny Rogers City. Dan, um, Whoa, hey. <laughs> that's three. That's three. <laughs> Just leave them in. We don't edit for content. Dan, now we got to button this up. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine. Okay. All, right. All right. You got to leave sometime. All right. If you want. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.